Welcome to the Odds Checker Cheltenham preview panel. This is the preview for the Thursday of Cheltenham. I'm joined by three expert guests, Tony Calvin, racing journalist and tipster, Odds Checker's very own tipster, Andy Holding and Joe Chambers, who is racing manager for Miss Susanna, Mrs, I should say, Susanna Ritchie, <laughs> uh, crucially. So, First, before we get into it, just a quick plug for the Odds Checker campaign of the Cheltenham Festival with the IJF, the Injured Jockeys Fund. Um, we are donating 5p for every bet over £1 placed during the week of Cheltenham on the Cheltenham Festival to the IJF. Um, I've spent the last couple of weeks travelling around finding out more about the IJF. And, and even though I knew the good work they did, the importance they, they provide to current jockeys, to previous jockeys, to injured jockeys and to fit jockeys cannot be overestimated. So download the Odds Checker app, look at the, the quick bet facility on our website. Um, because if you do place your bets through us, um, you'll be helping a fantastic cause to the sport that we all love. Into the Thursday now, and uh, opening up with the JLT. Uh, Lost in Translation is the 130 favourite. Defi de Soy, 7 to 2. Real, Real Steel, 7 to 1. Uh, Kildesart, 10 to 1. Glenn Forza, unlikely to run the race, we think, but is to currently 10 to 1. About 7 to 1, no run, no bet. Um, similar story for top of the game as well, um, and 16 to 1 bar, really. Um, Andy, I'll come to you first here. Um, interesting couple at the top end of the market. Are you looking there or are you looking at some bigger prices for your, for your value? Well, again, I think just as a, as a punter, you've got to have a bet in this race, whether you fancy something <laughs> strong or not. Um, sometimes races just kind of like force you to because you just know there's an edge or there's an angle. Um, and it, again, it's another race I think will cut it quite badly. You've only looked down the list. Half of these are not going to run. Glenn Force at the top of the game. Vindication, Kalashnikov, Delta Work, Hardline. Meglicon, a public oracle, Champagne Classic, Pugvagaluna, Drivers Loan. I mean, the list goes on and on. So we're only going to get a small field here. So the value is definitely to have a bet now, particularly if you can secure something from an each-way perspective. Obviously, you know, it's 1-1 between Lost in Translation and Defi de Soy in their match, match um, head-to-heads. Defi de Soy was probably delivered too soon at the, at the Cheltenham meeting and Lost in Translation on that long run-in was able to... Uh, re-rally and his extra stamina came into play and then Barry did, Geraghty did his homework and dive-bombed uh, Richard Johnson on Colin Tizard's charge at Sandown. So it's a very difficult balancing act between the two. There are obviously not much between them. The way the race will develop and how the tactics will pan out will be the significant outcome, uh, factor in the outcome between those two. I wouldn't have a definitive view on who's the better horse out, out, of, the, out of the two. Um, I think lost in translation. If I was having my life on one of those two... But, you know, running up to his very best form at this track, I'd probably go lost in translation just because I think the hill suits him better than Defi de Soy, but that, you know, doesn't make the say. I think the other one, you know, can't operate. Um, but away from those front two in the market, I think the bet in the race, as it stands, as I said, with all those defections, has got to be killed the sort. Ben Pauling's horse, he's guaranteed to run. Um, that's one. That's one. Um, half the battle. Half the battle. <laughs> um, barring, you know, obviously something going completely wrong. And the form of that. Cheltenham Waste, which he, he won on trials day, um, has worked out really well. The time figure was good. Um, they went a good solid pace. I actually backed the horse that made the running that day, Highway 101. Still can't believe he didn't win. I've never <coughs> known a horse jump so badly and yet still win a race as easily as he did. He made error after error after error. Daryl Jacob, whether he just couldn't see a stride or not, I don't know, but he put down on virtually every single fence. He should not have won that race. He gave up that much energy. Um, you look at Denton the May, was fourth round really well at Exeter. Um, first drift who was 7th got beat 39 lengths won a handicap hurdle and even Azerti who was going well at the time coming down the hill he won up Ludlow the other day so that race has worked out well he was 5.8 seconds quicker than Frodon on the last circuit which is around about 25 lengths um, so inadvertently it, it, 
they were gutted that that performance kicked him out the close brothers yeah. but it now means that he's got a really big chance of winning the JLT which is obviously a grade, a grade one um, and when the race cuts up you assume that 10 to 1 will be a thing of yeah and I think the small field will help his jumping as well yeah. um, you know if there was like you know 15 runners or whatever then that would be a concern uh, and it still is but because he's the only course and distance winner in the field um, and he's, he's clocked a very good time around there I'll be very keen on him 10 to 1 each way Tony? Yeah, concur. I think it's probably, at the current prices here and now, I think it's probably one of the bets of Thursday. Um, I think 10 to 1, Norman, I know bet, obviously if you've got injury factor in the next week or so, so that's always a good safety net and that's a top price as well. That's with Bet365, who also offer, and it's not really flagged up a lot, they, they do bet uh, a quarter of the odds instead yeah. of the mm. fifth, so yeah. um, you know, that's, a, that's a fair concession as well. Uh, the race just... Outside the front two, I think you can get 11 to 8 if you fancy one of combine the, the top two. So that might may well interest you. But like I said, the, the race is just full of probable non-runners. Kildersart's going to go there. It's not massively shy of them on form. It's got course form. Um, it's got a lot going for it, Kildersart, uh, 10 to 1 each way. Um, you know, uh, a third, the, the first four, it's, uh, uh, sorry, the fifth, uh, the quarter of the odds. Um, yeah, killed us off, basically. Are we going to get the clean sweep here? Uh, no. <laughs> um, on good ground, I'd really fancy Lost in Translation. I think he is somewhat ground dependent in yeah. that I, he's mu that much better on, on better ground. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes during the week, whereas and Defi Desai is not averse to, to, to softer ground. Um, I think the front two in the market are very solid, but as the lads have said, beyond that, it, it, there isn't a huge amount of depth. I think whatever Willie runs will will go well. Real Steel is in there. Prava Laguna is in there. We've got Camille Decott. I'd say she's more likely than not to run here. Um, I don't think there's a huge amount of pace in the race, so she could actually get her own way in front, and um, uh, that might suit her. Um, be delighted if she came in the first four. I don't think for a minute she's um, up to beating either the front two in the market. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it'd be ground dependent would sway me towards Defi or uh, or Lost in Translation. How would you price up uh, coming here for this race, GLT? I'd be favourite over the Arkham, yeah. yeah. I can't see us going the handicap. I, I don't see the merit in going for a handicap when you're already a few pounds wrong. Mm. You don't get your seven, and it's a much deeper and competitive field yeah. than, than what the graded so race is. You, like. you, you probably recommend people taking the 25s all in rather than the 16s on Yeah, I'd say so. And I, I think if we ran in the Arkle, with, there's so much pace in it that she'd probably sulk. And there's a, yeah, a shortest 12 to 1 elsewhere. So um, that 25 to 1 with Hills, given Joe telling us that it's more than likely that, uh, that, that she'll run there, seems like some decent value, even if he would be delighted if she finishes in the fall. It's quite frightening how, how much this race could cut, That's isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's just, there, might it's, own, there might, like, Willie could have half the field here if you wanted, yeah. if he, if he, <laughs> yeah. you know, in, in a way. I don't mean that facetiously, but, you know, you could make a case for running Duke de Geneve, Real Steel, Community de Cod, mm. Prava Laguna, all of them to run here, and that could be four mm. of nine or ten. Normally, if you bet anti-post, you are literally giving up a place, an extra place that you normally get on the day. Here, yeah, here, yeah. here you, could be, you could be getting an extra place. place yeah. isn't it? it could easily be uh, seven yeah. or, or less runners. Is that for, for those of you who, who, who don't understand how place terms work, currently three places, and if you back them now each way, despite the fact the bet's cutting up, because it's anti-post, if there are less than eight runners, you will still get your three places. So this is probably a race not to wait for the day, because um, you could suddenly be backing, uh, be backing Kildasart at... Um, Andy looks very confused. Yeah, so no, 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 no. Because you could be back and kill the side at a shorter price and only getting the two the two spots. I was going to say there was only seven runners in the race last year, but that was the I was getting confused with the uh, Balco ah, Flow race, the yeah, Ryanair. Yeah. 
I thought I got my place terms wrong. Right. But, uh, yeah, which is another race I want to think will cut up quite considerably. On now to the Potemps. Uh, side of Burley is 7-1 to one favourite. First assignment, 11-1. to one. Uh, Samburu Shuja, uh, 12-1. to one. Aaron Ladd, 14-1. to one. Walk to Freedom, 14-1. to one. 16 to 1 bar and uh, Joe sitting to my left told us just before we came um, on air that uh, that his nap um, for the day is in this race so we'll come to nap you for the week I could nap be way week. wrong here but indulge here me for a moment um, <laughs> or five minutes yeah not, not what I am of Dan Skelton's um, mm. came from Adrian Keatley's in Ireland had his first run for him I think in the early October at Utoxeter, um, where it was just under three miles and he won off of one two two. He then went to the, I think it was the October meeting at Cheltenham, where I think he'd have been third at worst behind the mighty Don uh, when he fell two out. Um, that was off one two eight. He went then went back to Utoxeter and won again, got put up another seven to one three five where he ran at Aintree in December where he was a respectful third to Midnight Shadow and Chitty Bello over an inadequate two and a half miles. Midnight Shadow subsequently came out and won the Relkeel, I think it was, on New Year's Day. Um, and Chitty Bello seems to be showing some sign of resurgence. He could be a live player in the county on the Friday. Um, he then ran at Warwick um, the day OK Corral ran. And I, I can't remember Warren Greatrex's horse that won the Pretemps trial that day. Um, but to say he was eye-catching would be an understatement, um, given how wide, no cover, and out the back he was. I think he finished fourth or fifth and he's left on the same mark um i think he's going to get into the race he'll probably get in towards the bottom um and i like uh dan skelton's got a decent record at targeting these handicap hurdles uh from from a fair ways out and uh i could be completely wrong but i think uh, i've got a good bit of 33s about him for the race and i think if he lines up he'll take a fair bit of whacking 25 to 1, he is currently best priced, and that's with Sporting Bet. And it is no run and no bet there as well. No run and no bet. So, um, yeah, if you shop around, you, you can get the value there. Not what I am is uh, Joe Chambers' nap of the week in the Potemps. Uh, Tony, how are you looking at this one? Uh, not what I am after listening to that. <laughs> that was quite a convincing case. Yeah, I, I, I saw that Warwick run over the weekend, actually, and it was uh, promising, to say the least. Um, ran a lovely trial. Yeah, it did, yeah. Uh, like I said, I think that could be. That 25s and 20s could well be under pressure. Um, and again, just looking at the exchange price, not a great deal of money, but you've got money queuing up to back it around about the 25 to 1 mark and less. So I'd say that might be under pressure. Um, the one I looked at, I mean, I haven't had a great look at the race. So again, this is a kind of race I, I tend to look at at the overnight stage or the 48-hour stage, which is a, a godsend for people like us if you want to get a, a head start on the week. Um, I quite like Sykes. Um, Course form, good win at Haydock last time. Didn't go up that much. I think he went up four pounds for that. Um, I can see Sykes running quite well, but uh, no massive opinion at the, at the present moment. Interesting to see uh, Atois Phil, uh, a sea of blue <coughs> on odds checker, um, on a sliding mark down now um, to about 144. We've beaten 29 lengths, 10 lengths, 27 lengths, pulled up 13 lengths and 12 lengths um, for, for Gordon Elliott. So Someone, someone there um, getting involved this morning. I don't think morning. they've invented the headgear he'd need in order to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, I think uh, the trainer's given a couple of interviews in the last couple of days, so that could be why uh, that price is going. Andy, what are you looking at? Yeah, I've backed a couple in, in this race at big prices, anti post. Um, similar to Joe, I was very taken by the per attempts qualifier at Leopardstown, which often throws at the winner for this race. Um, I think Glenn Lowe ran eye catchingly in the race. Last year, and 52nd, and lucky second to Delta Work. 
and Sir de Burlay was, was one that very much caught the eye. He went out into that last circuit last, uh, the first six home, of course, after qualifying. Oh, and he luckily just sneaked into sixth. But in doing so, and this is the amazing thing, um, I clocked, um, there was two races over three miles. The other one was won by Apples Jade, of course, won the grade one. Apples Jade ran 302.4 for the circuit when they went past, they jumped the one away from the stands to the line. 302.4, side the Burlay in, in coming from last to six, ran 301.9. So he actually bit a grade one hurdle yeah. on the last circuit. So he's obviously operated a very fast level by beating 25 odd horses to finish sixth. Not knocked about either, by the way. And he's been the gamble ever since. Mm. Um, I think he was 20s when the, when the book opened. Um, did Thermostocles qualify yeah. in that race as well? Th- Th- Thermostocles has uh, that finished third, hasn't run since either. That's another one to mention. But he was further up the field. The two big eye catchers on the on the numbers where they started going away from the other one was Walk to Freedom. Um, again, another astonishing run. He actually ran the quickest of the circuit times. He ran three oh one seven. So he's just slightly quicker than Sir de Burley. He was um, just slightly ahead of Sir de Burley, but made up the more ground in the back part of the race. Um, unfortunately, that the handicappers absolutely massacred him. I, I, he's gone up, I think he's gone up eight, pa- eight pounds for just sitting in his box. He's now carrying 11 stone 10, which is a little bit of a worry. Um, is that Jessie again? It's Jessica Harrington, yeah. <laughs> I know, she, she's, 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 she's probably going to be crucifying the handicapper. That would, that, that would be a slight concern because I don't think that's fully deserved. But uh, that was available to back at 33 to 1. So I've backed these two at big prices. Um, they're now obviously trading much shorter, so I'll be comfortable in that position I'm, I'm in. I, I take Joe's um, um, views on board, that's a really good spot with the Dan Skelton horse. And the f- first assignment's another one to mention as well, Nick Wayne mm. Williams. That, that yard could be doing, going through a bit better form, they've yeah. just all of a sudden hit the buffers for some reason. But if you look at that um, Paisley Park run, he's, he got beaten a length and three quarters by Paisley Park, and Shades of Midnight was second. Um, it took a genius to work out that Paisley Park's now a grade one horse and Shades of Midnight won a grade two yeah, when yeah. he went back there next time. So strictly on that form, off a, off a mark of 135, he was up against a horse rating in the 160s, he's got to have a big chance. And he's run really well twice at Cheltenham this year in, 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 um, when he won by nine lengths at, in November. And of course, he, he, he won that 20-runner 20 run, 20 at field and beat Viv, Viv Leroy. Um, so he's definitely one to consider, but... He was backing up at Haydock after winning at Cheltenham as That's well, right, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, like they, 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 seven days they, under they had to run him yeah. again under a penalty. So, But he's had a, a 61 days off, now he's qualified. It's like I say, it's that yard, that Ian Williams yard. If he, if he horses start running well in the sort of eight days in the build to the festival, yeah. I'd certainly be having a keen interest in him. Just one point before we move on, it's a quick point as well. How, how time consuming is it to keep your own speed figures? Um, incredibly. <laughs> so, <laughs> it pays though. Yeah, I mean, I, luckily I've got two other guys that help me with uh, crunching the actual overall figures. They, they've got the, the program that we use, which gives us gives me. Oh, so it's a, a lot, is some of it automated? Yeah, a lot yeah. of it's just basically we, we, we put the, the um, overall time in against the standard times that we've got, and it basically throws, uh, spews out the number that they, they do. But I go back and do the sectionals like you know from that's the laborious part of it is doing the the circuit times then from two out and then going back and doing another one as well yeah, like, yeah. like with that Sir de Burlay and Walk to Freedom I've had to go back and do one individually and then I've had to go back and do another one so that's when it does become time consuming but it, it throws up you know really good nuggets and it gives me a little bit of an edge that nobody else has looked for. Yeah, well, certainly some some good darts there for the for the attempts and, and kind of four or five to choose from between between three guys here. So I'll leave it to the listeners to decide who made the most compelling case 
for their potential tip. But on, on to the Ryanair chase now. Uh, Monolee uh, and Footpad are joint favourites at, at five to one. Um, anyone who hasn't yet listened to the uh, to, to the Wednesday podcast, um, Joe sitting to my left said uh, no decision yet made on Min, who's currently six to one without non run no bet, um, and about seven to two with that insurance. Uh, Froden eight to one, Underso nine to one, Rotor Respect twelve to one, Top Notch twelve to one, Fox Norton fourteen to one, Album Photo fourteen to one, sixteen to one bar. Um, Tony, I'll, I'll come come straight to you first here. Mm. Um, how are you assessing this one? Very difficult. Um, if you look at the exchange at the moment, Footpad is now uh, the clear favourite. Um, so I think we can be pretty sure Footpad's coming here. Um, it just looks a very, very messy, mar- uh, messy market to me. Saying Footpad's coming here looks like Frodon's definitely coming here and not the Gold Cup. Um, my initial impression is Monolith is the horse to beat. But again, for some reason, they're making noises about you know the Gold Cup hasn't been ruled out. The betting suggests otherwise. Again, um, I just think it's a really, really difficult race, um, you know, to, to work out at this stage. Top notch um, has been ve- has been very, very weak in the last twenty four hours or so. Um, there was some talk about maybe they're looking with footpad in the race. Maybe they'll be going towards the the stairs for that. But if you look at the stairs price on Betfair at the moment, it's it's sixty to back as well for the stairs. So. Um, top notch would have been on my radar but the, its weakness does worry me and interesting point about top notch um, it's, had a, it's had to have a, a, a vaccination a flu vac it reacted very badly to his one early in the season it's a different one though mm. it, 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 it wasn't Even the same that, that is, that it was a different one but yeah that would be a concern and they just said he really did knock the stuffing out of him early in the season when he had it early in the season so um, in summary I really haven't got a strong opinion. Hopefully, the two other lads would, would have a, a better handle on this race than I am. You can normally rely on Andy for an opinion, so uh, Andy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not shrinking violet. Um, yeah, you're a betting junkie, what absolutely, I said. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Respons- uh, responsible gambling, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, I think, again, this is another race to have a good look at because, as we touched upon, there's not going to be that many runners. Um, I think there's only seven in it last year. It's almost as if you know, to, everyone doesn't want to run in this race. They want to run in the Gold Cup or, or the Champion Chase. I mean, this is a good grade one to win. It's a yeah. festival race for That's what I, found, I found very strange about the, about the Froden conversation is people talk about the Ryanair as if it's well, a kind of a Mickey Mouse race. Like, let, let's let's be honest. If if Monolee runs in the Gold Cup, he's a thirty-three to one yeah. shot. Yeah. He doesn't stay. Yeah. And you know, Froden as as well as he won last time in the Cotswold Chase, he also would be a twenty-five to one shot. So just the, the, the mathematics of it say you've got to run in this, the best race where you can you can win and. I'd find it amazing if if either one didn't run here, particularly mm. Monolith. They've been putting a square peg in a round hole with that for so long, running over three mm. miles. He didn't get home in the Albert Bartlett. They still pursued with it. He didn't get home again in the RSA, and they still keep running him over three miles. He didn't stay behind Kemboy in a slowly run race at um, Leopardstown. The time when they've run him over two and a half miles, he's looked a totally different unit. Uh, when he won the Red Mills last time out at Gow, and he was very good, they popped him off in front. He got into a lovely rhythm. He jumped his fences fantastically. He was always in control as well that day. His time figure was good. He ran quicker than Duke did and Eva on the last circuit, so he was operating at a good level. Um, I've always had a massive amount of respect for Monolay, but my kind of my kind of patience has run out with him because they keep running him over three miles. But now they're running him. If they do run him over two and a half, I think it'd be very difficult to beat in this. So Monolay for me. Monolay at five to one. Joe. Um, I think Andy's covered off. Um the, the Monolith angle I, I would just say 
Uh, very unlike Willie to be as bullish as he was about Footpad, about a horse who's had you know his own issues this season and, yeah. and been beaten twice. But he was he was unusually bullish, I thought, in his comments uh, last week. Um, I, I, as I said earlier, I think Min is probably a better two-miler than two-and-a-half-miler. Um, Noel Mead said yesterday that road to respect may come back to the Ryanair from the Gold Cup, which throws another different angle in there. Um, he's also got two-way Permi, whose form when he won the Troy Town has worked out really well, and he subsequently won the uh, the, the race at Clun- the Kinloch Bray, I think it was, at Thurlis. Um So, yeah, I, it's on... It, it's a little bit difficult to know who's actually going to line up in the day and, and, and that's then going to lead into what sort of shape the race is going to take. Um, one horse who's probably a big price, but I think he'll be a similar price in the day, um, is the Storyteller. He won the, the plate over this course and distance on the same day last year off of America 147. He's now 160 and while his form tailed off a bit, he jumped and travelled really, really well, I thought, the last day behind um, Bells Hill and Road to Respect over three miles. He was only beaten seven lengths in the end. Um, he's now off 160, and I could just see him. He might need a bit of better ground, but I could just see him running a big race if he did line up. So the storyteller currently is 25 to one. That's with Labricks, uh, Coral, who both have non-run no bet as well. But we'd expect them to get there, and as Joe said, could be a price on the day. Just one final thing there: would, if Balka de Flo turns up in the same heart that he was last year, he win, would he? He would, but geez, he hasn't been a first no, cousin no, of it ever not. since. No. I mean, he was dire in, in the Melling when Min and Politolog um, ran, you know. Um, I don't know. If he could get him back. His back form, absolutely, yeah. But he's, he's, gosh, 20, he's, he's been 20 to 1 plus. Uh, he's been nearly one of the most disappointing horses of the season. And I think he's 16 so far, to 1. I, mean, I think the plan is to go there, but I mean... How, how impressive was he last year? I know, he was awesome, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, look, if it cuts up, if the ground is soft, um, under so could throw him in there mm-hmm. 16 to 1 Balco de Flow uh, with Hills and Betfair Sportsbook um, the stay is now where Paisley Park for Emma Lavelle is the favourite at 15 to 8 uh, Faheen 5 to 1 Super Sunday 8 to 1 Apples Jade 14 to 1 but I mean we, we don't expect any of these or Samco as well 14 to 1 without none on no bet um, unlikely we're going to see either of those two turn up here you would have thought um, although there has been murmurs about Samco but, uh, but we're yet to know what, what the plans are there Black Up 14 to 1 as well um, Cabrecon Storm 16 to 1, 20 to 1 bar. Um, and let's start with Fahin. Um, you know, is, is he in good order? Is he, is great he, form. Yeah, he's in big, great, great order. Anyone who's, who's listening to this rather than watching, Joe's um, got a big smile on his face right he, now. So. Uh, <laughs> he's a touch wood. He's in, um, he's in great order. Um, look, he, he's probably where he should be price wise, I think, at the moment, because if he had stood up uh, and, uh, the last day against Apple's Jade, um, and I'm not let's say he didn't even win if he was beaten three or four lengths you know there's no way he'd have been 10 12 to 1 that he was last week um for this just in light of what apple's jade has done since um but he's in it took him a while to get over but he's absolutely he's he's in good order at home and um yeah maybe it's the heart rule in the head but i'll uh, i'll tell you what if he I, I doubt I'll see the remaining three races on the card if he managed to rock <laughs> up in the stairs. Well, that's two, two unbelievably popular horses topping this market. As yeah, well, and I think, so. look, uh, the, the, the Paisley Park uh, story is brilliant. Um, and he does look an absolute weapon. And yeah. he's ideal, you know, travelling behind the bridle and just quickening up. Um, 
if he, if he, enough, if, if he had the same trainer as, as you know as Fahin, if Willie was training him, what price would he be for this? Do you think? He'd, he'd probably still be favourite, yeah. but you know, um, you know, Emma's had a couple of winners at Cheltenham herself, and they've always had huge belief in this horse, even when he was a bumper horse, and yeah. they've managed to get him back. And but um, you know, we're still rated a pound higher than him in official ratings. He's obviously the horse coming forward, and we we might be going for one last hurrah, but. We don't have a huge amount of mileage on the clock either over the last three years for, for various reasons. But um, um, put it this way, Paisley Park's going to have to run into the 70s, I'd say, to beat us. Tony? Uh, I put up Fahin at 12s and 10s, um, I mean, week before last. He just looked overpriced. I mean, obviously, yeah. we've lost Penhill since, so the market's come, come in the favour. And obviously, we don't know about Sam Crow. Sam Crow works on Tuesday, so we know more about that. But... He'll take a leap of faith to be back in that horse at the current prices, uh, given his run up to the race. Super Sunday, again, we don't know where that's going to go. Um, I just, even at, I wouldn't be getting involved at, at five for he now, he may be waiting to the day, but I just echo everything that Joe said. I mean, you know, the horse is clearly getting on and he's meeting a very progressive and, and a very, very good horse in Paisley Park, but the official ratings tell you the story. Um, I was amazed. Sometimes you just think of horses as a two-miler, don't you? But you know, when I was doing the piece, look back. Fahim's record over three miles is, you know, mm. about that forward's exemplary. And um, I just think like he was he was just insultingly big price uh, at double figure odds. Five to one is probably he's probably not going to shorten a great deal now. Um, but Town's interesting as well. If you're looking for one at a bigger price, sure, but Pound but wouldn't, wouldn't be. Uh, 25 to 1 wouldn't be, wouldn't be out of it um, oh, well, a good it, run from Limini in the Mayor's race on Tuesday will give you encouragement as well he's yeah. a real spring horse um, mm. I think he might be better on better ground mm. and he seems to love Otoy for some reason which um, you won't get any complaints from this yeah. corner about um, liking a place that throws on the prize money that they do <laughs> yeah. um, but he's uh, yeah he he was good I thought he was good uh, the last day in the um, he did get a very good ride as well I thought Paul was very canny on him just one thing as well back just back to Faheen Andy got me thinking earlier on when he was chatting about the champion hurdle and Charlie Parks last year when we put cheek pieces on him in the uh, champion hurdle last mm. year and uh, just two things when Ruby came in after and he was 6th or 7th whatever he was and he just pointed at the cheek pieces he says they, he says they did absolutely nothing anyway, he said, and the horse is absolutely fine. He, he just doesn't have the pace for two miles anymore. Mm. Go out and trip, he said, and we'll see a different. He was the one that was most bullish going into Punchestown last year out of everybody. Um, mm. Just because he felt that ability was still there, just with age, he was getting a bit slower. Mm. Do you find Ruby is a very, very good judge of them at home? Um, David Casey's better. Uh, just two things to sign off for yeah. uh, Andy as he got uh, the horse for money recently has been Bacardi's uh, making that all the world and coming back to Paisley Park uh, again if he was trained if he was trained by one of the, the no disrespect to Emma if he was trained by one of the premier ones he'd be he wouldn't be any bigger than five yeah. to four yeah I agree but uh, you want fuller insurance of Bacardi's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so there you have it some positive words about Fahin and a couple of uh, fancies as well for the race. Uh, on now to the Brown Advisory Plate. Um, this is, again, one I'll, I'll rattle through the, the odds and, and I'll put it to the floor to see if any of you guys um, have any fancies here. Uh, Sarah Delac is a 12 to 1 favourite, um, and that is with non run no bet as well. Spirit of the Game is 14 to 1. Happy Diva 
16 to 1. Uh, Janika, who we spoke about on, on, on one of the other podcasts, at 16 to 1. Uh, Magic Saint, 20 to 1. Lepretian, 20 to 1. Plenty of horses um, also at 20 to 1. Andy, um, coming to you first here. Certainly wouldn't be a better jumper in the field than Sir Delac. Um, I mean, he's, he's just been deadly. exemplary, hasn't he? He's been deadly. He's a lot of water over his fences, isn't he? Yeah. Um, um, and he's won around the track as well, so that's obviously got to be encouraging. Um, you'd certainly get a good look uh, with regards to the form line with Spirit of the Games if Kildersart was to go well in the JLT because Spirit of the Games um, potentially could ship up here off a, a pretty reasonable mark of 147. Um, you know, he's run against some fairly good no- top novices this season um, and he just seems to be improving at the right time. He was a good fifth in the county hurdle last year as well beyond Moyed. So he's got Cheltenham Festival experience in a big field um, and he seems to jump well. And the, the skeleton team seems to be in really good form at the moment. And he's pretty impervious to ground as well. So if you're having an anti-post bet, it wouldn't worry, worry you too much with him. Um, the other one would be Happy Davis. She obviously unseated rider down the back. It wasn't a fall, just unsighted at the ditch. Any horse could have done that. And actually went round and actually completed the race in front. So I actually did cover two and a half miles. I had a nice little prep run there without a jockey on. Um, <laughs> but obviously we'll come here now because yeah. it technically didn't have a race as such. Yeah. Um, so he, she'd also be very interesting, particularly she beat Magic of Light very easily the time before in a listed race at Huntingdon. So those would be my two against the field, Spirit of Games and Happy Lever. Uh, Tony, anything for you? Uh, I, when I was re-looking for all the cars yesterday for the, in preparation for this, um, I came across Calondra at 25, so I've had a little bit each way, and obviously you, you're taking your, your life into your hands there with the jumping, but I think in terms of raw ability, I think a mark of 147 probably underplays his, his talent. We haven't seen him since Haydock. Um, he was um, unseated in the uh, the bet victor bef- uh, the week before that at Haydock last time and that was back in November he was it was the day where they said the, the fences were overly big and he just ballooned them all there uh, but even before that he was a massive drifter uh, before that race and maybe that was they put him in there just to get him around as a confidence booster clearly things haven't probably gone to plan since then but if you go back and look at his uh, former Kustar Civiler over the course and a good fur to traffic the weed where uh, uh, the last April where he got there too soon. I think he's a, I think he's a reasonably well handicapped him. What may give me some encouragement, uh, and actually a fair bit of encouragement, the Nilmol Holland Yard has really you know picked up in, in recent weeks. Uh, I think they've had five or six winners in, in the last fortnight or so after a real barren spell for the yard. So I think Calandra's got uh, the ability there, and I think 25s is probably fair, but I certainly haven't gone mad, and he's just one that came on my radar yesterday. Calandra 25 to 1 with William Hill and Betfair Sportsbook, but also with No, 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 no Bet with Betfred. So if you are backing that one there, that could be the way to do it. Joe? No real view. We got Live Love Laughing here. Um, he'll get into the race. He's in the top 30 at the moment, uh, but he might be more likely to run in a race we'll speak about in about four and a half minutes' time. Okay, so if you're going to be backing Live Love Laugh here, maybe avoid the 20s with Hills and Betfair without the non-on-no bet. Um, on to the Mayor's Novices now, and a very hot favourite here, Epitanti, who I'm not sure if Nicky Henderson forgot about Altio when he said uh, over the weekend that this was his best chance of the festival. Uh, Honeysuckle 7-2, to two, uh, Posh Trish 15-2, Senora 12-1, 16-1-bar. Um, this Epitante looks like a very, very exciting horse. Obviously, we saw in Lorena last year, the winner of this race who's gone on, um, and we'll see how good exactly she is. But uh, at five to two, given that Lorena went off at kind of four to six against possibly a weaker field, Tony, do you think there's any juice left in that five to two? 
Um, I think uh, she'll be hard to beat. I clearly think the absolute world of her. Um, obviously very keen, and that could well be a factor, but it doesn't look a particularly strong race. You've got Honeysuckle in there, the second fav. It's not a race I've gone into in a great deal of depth. Um, it's one that I'll leave to the overnight stage, to be perfectly honest with you. But if, you, if you're looking for stable confidence, then I think they've got it with Epiton, that's for sure. Um, it's been a much maligned addition to... Cheltenham Festival and I know Willie has won all three and we've won two of the three editions but I think this is a belter of a race this year I think it's really really good um, I, all the main horses at the top of the betting apart from Epitante shape as though further than two miles is going to be their best trip but that being said Limini Let's Dance and arguably Lorena you might say are all going to be best or we're all best or are all best over two and a half miles anyway um, I think there's going to be loads of pace I think Paul Weber's mare um, who I don't think she'll be good enough but I think she's very good uh, in her own right um, her name escapes me and I can't pronounce it anyway <laughs> in, that's the one yeah that'll Indefa- sh- indefatigable yes, thing that'll, that'll, that'll yeah, make sure it's a good test Stuart Edmonds the horse is there as well Queen of Hearts I think there's going to be a honeysuckle and scenario there one of them is likely to run I think there's likely to be loads of pace I think it's quite interesting, just one of the little angles on this is, as a result of, um, some, of the, some of the mares being entered in the handicaps, um, Posh Trish is 145 with the UK handicapper, Epitant is 143, Honeysuckle is 138 in Ireland, she's been given 142, Sonoria is 135 in Ireland, she's been given 142, uh, Salsaretta is 137 in Ireland, and she's been given 141. Um, now all of them Posh Trish, Honeysuckle and Sonoria are all down to carry 11.7 Epitant and Salsaretta both get £5 um, I think Salsaretta is 16s in some places or something like that 20 to 1 with Hills yeah. that's without um, the insurance uh, she's I'd say we're more than likely to line up here we're getting £5 from a couple of horses we'll definitely stay we'll appreciate a good test um, if it is I just think she's a knock in each way, but I'd be really, I'd, I'd be pretty gutted if she was knocked out of the out of the places. Should she line up? Interesting, strong words there from someone who'll know about Sorceretta at twenty to one with William Hill. Uh, Joe Chambers, uh, Mrs. Susanna Ritchie's racing manager, talking about a Susanna Ritchie horse there. Um, Andy, mm. coming to you now. Yeah, for once, I'm not got a particularly strong view on this. Um, I can't really add anything to what the lads have already said. Obviously, Epitanti's looked really good on its two runs. Hasn't done a time figure yet, though, so I wouldn't really want to be backing it at five to two. The best Irish horse on the numbers is Honeysuckle. Clocked a good She's time. good. Yeah, clocked yeah. a very good time last time out. Very strong in all departments. Jumped well, went a good gallop. They were absolute punch drunk in behind them. She just kept galloping. She's the best one they've got on the clock anyway in Ireland. Um, but yeah, not a race I've had a bet in. And I've actually, it's probably one of the ones I might even sit out in the day, believe it or not. Oh, I don't believe I that know, for yeah. a second, Andy. I, I, I should add, Salsaretta ticks a new box that I wasn't aware of. Uh, Andy Holding um, schooled around without a jockey um, <laughs> yeah. and, ju- and jumped very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I've just learned in the last five minutes. The, the prep run that doesn't show up. The prep run that doesn't show up. There we go. On to the last race of the day on Thursday then, and it is the Kim Muir. Uh, I mean, it's a... Very apt um, favourite in my view. It's all guesswork at ten to one. Uh, Measure of my dreams eleven to one. Impulsive star fourteen to one. Uh, Denae escapes me fourteen to one. Now McGinty sixteen to one. Sky Pirate sixteen to one. Um, very happy to be able to leave it to, to you guys to, to make to make sense of this one. So um, anyone here? Anyone got a view? Yeah, I've I've had I've had a couple of bets in this race. Um, I've backed um, 
measuring my dreams. I knew you were going to say that. I know. <laughs> um, did you get 33 or 25? I didn't. I only got 20, I'm afraid. <laughs> I didn't get the big prizes. Um, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be, to be honest, it, I, I marked it off with the day when it ran at Ferio the other day. Um, yeah. Ran behind all called Snugsborough Benny, who I think is right. a really good improving type. Liam Cusack. Liam Cusack. He'll win a good pot one day, maybe a Galway chase or something like that. He's, he can operate. But this Measure of My Dreams has given a really nice introduction back to his first one off the back of a 667-day layoff. And Jack Kennedy really did look after him that day, and he ran on and he got beat six lengths. Um, I didn't realise he was, he was Kim your band. It didn't even come over radar, but somebody told me that it had been laid out for the race and I needed to back it. Um, well, he's owned by Gordon's mates. Yeah. So, right, so that, Jamie Codd's probably one-on-one to ride him, I'd say. Yeah, oh, he is, yeah he's with Book Wild. Has he? Yeah, right. and that's probably why it collapsed as well. He, and he's, I think he's also one of those rarities as well, an Irish horse that's running off his Irish mark. Yes, that's right, yeah. The, the one thing I... Enough, Daddy, the one I th- that's the only one I could find, actually. <laughs> the one thing I would say with Measure My Dreams, going back and look at his career record, he's, a, he's not the best of jumpers. I used to, like... He used to give me heart attacks watching him. I mean, he has one run well in some good races. He was third to Manila Rocco in, yeah, in the four mile. But he, he, I mean, sometimes he looks as though he's gone into fence blindfolded. So he's, he, it's a good job they've got a good pilot on him. And I, I think he probably needs to check, check his life insurance policy before he goes He's out. one of those ones that looked too good to be true, wasn't he? He yeah. was, he was 33, 25, and so then there was a, the vibe to suggesting that Jamie was going to be booked. Mm. Um, and then he's... he's when he came down, he came down to about twelves and tens, and then they announced that Jamie's riding him. So, the, the, I mean, well the, executed so uh, far, anyway. Absolutely, yeah. The, the other thing to point out as well, and I, I don't know the inside track, um, and there's a good chance that Derek O'Connor will be maybe booked for one of the, the big Kill Irish shows. But Kilfull and Phil and Cross is the <laughs> other one. I mean, the biggest indicator of that OK Corral was going to run in the four mile was the fact that Derek O'Connor was brought over on a Saturday when there was an Irish meeting to ride OK Corral. <laughs> in that three mile chase and then they're nominated afterwards he's running the national chase with Derek Connor on board Ludlow on a Wednesday Kill Phil and Kloss gets booked by Derek O'Connor lands a gamble um, clocked a fantastic time funny enough the horse that runs fifth in that race today is the first horse to run out of it a horse I've napped one of um, uh, the uh, uh, Christian Williams, Christian Williams yeah, Drop yeah. down, drops down two grades. I mean, the, this is going to go after, after that run, so we'll have to well, cut I mean, him out. Well yeah, I mean, went <laughs> away from Wales to faking him. If, yeah. if, that doesn't, if that doesn't win, then we're in trouble. Um, but this kill Fulham Kloss, despite jumping out to the left and, and being hassled for the lead all the way through it by um, Ulan Boot, still managed to run some incredible numbers. Yeah. It, it battered um, the two mile handicap chase on the card, uh, the two and a half mile race won by Azerti. I mean, they, they, they were operating, operating at a very good level. And he also ran well at the time before in a race which has worked out well at Utoxida. Um, I think he was fourth in a hot race there. Now McGinty was in it. Um, he looks like getting in. He's 31 on the card. Uh, and Henry Oliver has had a really good season as well. Um, he's with fairly them. sure Derek won his point to point in him as well. Ah, right. Rode him when he won his point. So unless there's an Irish trainer that's got locked into Derek O'Connor and he can't get out of that contract. If he rides Kilfilm Cross, that 20, 25 to 1, which is available at the moment, 20 to 1 best will, price, will yeah. last about as long as a, a, a Sunday roast in a, in a piranha tank. Ulan <laughs> 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 Boot was disappointed next time, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he bounced off the yeah, back yeah. of that run. I yeah. think he put so much effort into that race trying to keep up with Kilfilm Cross that he went back to Ludlow and just was just literally punch drunk. Yeah. So Kill, yeah, Kilfilm Cross twenty to one, um, and uh, Measure of My Dreams uh, eleven to one best price with Red Zone. 
Red Zone Sports. So if I've got a Red Zone account, that could be the one to open he it He definitely for. didn't want to go right-handed that day as well. He'd be better off going left-handed. Um, Joe, let's talk about Live, Love, Laugh, um, who you suggested was, is likely to turn up here. Yeah. Um, he ran really well at Leopardstown in a handicap chase, as I said earlier. I think it'll work out. Um, and I think we're probably a bit lucky in terms of the UK handicapper that we had the national entry because we got 144 in the, at Aintree and we're in off 144. We're now rated 140 in Ireland. Um, that handicap chase already beginning to work out. Willie is adamant he has to go out and trip. He's certainly bred to. Um, he might prefer a bit of decent ground, but uh, I know Patrick is bursting to ride him in the, uh, in the Kim Muir. Um, I don't think we're going to stop him if that's where he wants to go. And um, he worked extremely well on Saturday morning, so he's in good form. So, uh, yeah, he just seems to be a horse that's coming of age and coming right at the right time, and, and he's bred to be a staying chaser. Um, and I think this is a race that kind of cuts up an awful lot in terms of jockeys as well. Um, so we'll see. But if he... I think we're probably leaning towards running him here and if we did I'd, and the ground wasn't bottomless uh, which I don't think it will be on the, on the Thursday um, I'd, be, I'd be fairly sweet on his chances to be honest with you one I'd give a shout to is one that Patrick fell off at um, November of John Joe Neal's on Sky Pirate don't think he's going to get in I think he's in the 50s or the 60s I think at the moment I can't remember exactly um, but he seems a horse just to keep an eye on in general um, for uh, for a staying handicap chase in the near future. So Sky Pirate uh, sixteen to one at the moment. And Patrick uh, did mention him as well. I did a yeah. panel with him, him last week, did and he, he said he, he was, was travelling that day. He said he was travelling very strong on that yeah. Sky Pirate when he went. And, uh, and live, live, love, laugh. Currently twenty to one with Betfair Sportsbook best price. Uh, Tony, what are you What's making? What are you making of this one of, of the Kimio? Just before we wrap up. Nothing really. Measure of my dreams would have been the. It's so obvious, but the price has, has pretty much gone now. It, it might well be one that uh, I will consider on the day, but uh, whether you get the extra places, yeah. But yeah, I'm sulking for not getting the bigger price. <laughs> Currently four, to, four places across the, across the market, except for Hills and Paddy's, who are a fifth, the top five. So, yeah, Tony, I'll come to you first. What's your, uh, your, your nap for Thursday? Um, I do like Fahim, but the price has gone there. So at the current prices, I'm going to charge Calandra in the... Uh, in the brown, um, you can either take uh, 25 to 1, no one I know better, uh, it would uh, bet Fred, but actually that's literally just gone actually, <laughs> it wasn't me. Um, you still can get 25s, but um, Calandra, 20 to 1, Paddy Power, uh, no one I know better, because they give you an extra place, they're going five places. Perfect. So Calandra, five places, Paddy Power, 20s for the brown Maribel. Andy? Uh, yeah, I never got a chance to talk about the, um, the stairs hurdle at length, but um, Paisley Park would be my strongest bet on the day okay. and strongest bet of the whole meeting. I think, to I think tell us briefly now, yeah. Just tell us yeah, he's just at a different class to everything else. What price so, do you reckon he should be? Odds on? Possibly. There is a case to make out he should be odds on. He's beaten the best that we've got to offer. Obviously, Fahid, if he's back to his absolute best when he won at Punchestown, then he's got to be respected. But um, he'd have to be... Yeah, he'd have to be the Fahin of all to be. Out of, <laughs> keep out of interest, where does Paisley Park rank figures-wise with you versus Thistlecrack when he was in his pump when he won the stairs? Oh, yeah, easily the, easily the pick of him, yeah. Is he? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he basically ran the last circuit quicker than Fakir Duderis, Birchdale, without coming off the bridle. And he also did that as well when the, on, on rain-softened ground. 
the, the ground got gradually got worse. worse. He yeah. should have been going slower than two milers anyway. Yeah. But he was quicker than those two, and the ground was at its softest by race five. Better than Fisselcrack. That's watch is broken. <laughs> 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 we'll, 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 we'll soon see. Yeah, 15 20 um, is best price I, I between think he's, I think he's a fair tool. Yeah. He's yeah. the best I've seen for a long, long time. Joe? Not what I am, Potemps. Not what I am for the Potemps. Better of the week, you said as well. Better of the week. So there you have it. Those are the naps of the week for our, for our three expert panellists. And that brings um, Thursday to a close. Obviously, we're doing these, these videos and these podcasts for each day. So if you've just listened to this one first, uh, you'll be able to find the other. Uh, editions for Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday, both on all podcast stations and also on YouTube if you want to watch the videos as well. Thank you very much uh, to my guests for taking us through the card and thank you guys for listening. Thank you.